0: This content is intended for adult cigar smokers age 21 and older.
1: Hello, my friends. My friends, too. You're going to really, every time. It's your friends. I can't believe you. And and Miguel. Yes, friends. Miguel is all our friends. Yeah. Uh, Nick Labretti here, JR Cigars, of course, with Greg W. Still can't pronounce your last name. Been over a year and a half. It's not even that hard. It's Wagner. Warger. Yeah, it's Wagner. All right. Uh, Very special guest today on Long Ash Podcast. We are joined by the one, the only Miguel Shodel. Who's very important with crown heads? I forgot the name of your title. <laughs> very, very important. That's probably,
0: why yes. I have notes, Nick. Yes. This yeah. is why national I always have notes. Manager, crown National Crownheads. sales
1: manager. Uh, pleasure of being here with Crownheads. you guys. Oh, Miguel, the pleasure is all ours. So before we get into the very interesting life that I, I know you—I mean, everyone has a more interesting life than us, right? Oh, 100. percent Especially, he's national salesman. He's traveling around. He's probably meeting interesting people. And they're
0: located in Nashville, Tennessee. So of course, yeah. they got. Oh, sound. look, somebody did do research. I did do my research. I'm also a Titans fan. Uh, very nice. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. I saw. You know. The, like old, uh, the old Houston Oilers. No, just, I, 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 it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it only started when they were the Titans. You <laughs> only, saw that Disney yes.
1: movie, yeah. and that's why you like no, the Titans. remember the Titans. <laughs> yeah, remember the Titans. When I was a kid,
0: I changed football teams, and when they became the Titans, I like, oh, I'm going to root for the Titans. And then they went to the Super Bowl. I'm like, I got to stick with them. And, how uh, that worked out for not, you? Not good at all. Have you
1: had a championship in any of your fandoms recently?
0: Yeah, 86 with the New York Mets. I was uh, okay. one and a half. There you go. <laughs> Miracle Mets. That's 69.
1: 69, that's right. I think, I think it's both of them were pretty much a amer- miracle.
0: Wait, was it? A- uh, 86, no, was, uh, 86 was was um, the, the ball through that's, the legs. That's, that's not miracle. That it's, was a miracle. Well, they only call it a miracle because it's the 69, but anyway. Okay.
1: Oh. Anyway, so Miguel, we're going to start off. We had a segment that we did on Instagram stories called Pick My Sticks. We put two crown head cigars up against each other and had the fans vote on what we're going to smoke today. And they chose the La Imperiosa, much to my pleasure. So we're going to hand these out. We're going to light these up.
2: Very nice. So Miguel, so, t-
0: talk to us. What is what is the La Imperiosa?
2: So La Imperiosa means the imperative. Uh, it is a cigar that is an old pre-Castro Cuban brand. Mm. It was available in Cuba. And after uh, we did Las Calaveras, the original in 2014, uh, we wanted to kind of take that idea, that concept, and make a core line out of it. So that's where La Imperiosa kind of comes into the fold. It's 100% Nicaraguan filler, Nicaraguan binder. Mm-hmm. The wrapper is Ecuador Oscuro. It's rolled for us at the My Father Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. And um, uh, was it the same it's the same size as two as the original Las Calladas? No, completely or, different size. All okay. completely different size. Now this is one of my favorite sizes. This is actually and I don't smoke a lot of big ring gauges. Not my thing. Me this is a 54. But I I believe this blend translates so well into this size, and this size we refer to as the Dukes.
1: That's actually something that I've been, I've been uh, teaching Greg a little bit about is how much size can affect a blend. And Tremendously. Tremendously, yeah, and that's something we always ask reps or blender, you know, manufacturers on here is like, you know, when you roll a cigar, when you create a cigar, do you create it for a certain size, or do you kind of just, I, I have to put them in these five sizes, so it's interesting to see the process when it comes to blending and like, how it affects certain sizes. Now, really quick, because Greg has some, some beginner questions for you, but before that, because we're just on the topic now, and I wanted to mention it, the original Las Calieres was, I think, I don't want to call it an underdog, but it was a cigar that I think a lot of people were just like, oh, this, you know, they did it with my father. It became, I think, the, probably the biggest cigar that year. It was it was huge. A huge. So I 20... them selling out like super quickly, and then, yeah. like all of, we were like, What's "It's got hell? a huge call following to this." Oh day. yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I, I've now, seen
2: definitely. sealed boxes; they just don't exist anymore in the wild. Right? You know, I always say it's an endangered species. Yeah. You know, you got to go to a zoo to find it. <laughs> it's truly one of those cigars that has a life beyond, you know, the blend. It, right. It just it, it has a whole other uh, story about it, or people. Really, built this it incredible became a, story. a
1: cigar cultural icon. Absolutely, if up there Absolutely. with like a Liga Privada or an exactly open, like in that that realm exactly. of, of
2: stuff. And for us, it's been, it's always uh, a blessing, you know, when yeah. when, when people uh, find you know find a cigar that you make that you produced that it really hits off with people so it's a cigar that to this day people talk about and and once in a while uh, you know I've smoked all my 14s oh yeah once in a while I'll be at an event and a hardcore Crownhead supporter will come up and say hey look what I got a 14 they'll give it to me so wow uh, yeah it's pretty cool I remember I think it was last year's trade show one of the um, retailers came up and talked to John and I remember he sent John a 14 as well uh, and so, it's so just, you guys don't
1: even have any like like do you have, have some like res- like ultimate reserves. Like, they're in a, they're in a safe too. somewhere yeah. in
0: John's house, like in his where his hundred dollar
2: bills somewhere are in Juan's located. House, or, yeah. But I, I would tell you that if those boxes were open, uh, they would probably all be gone.
1: Well, I th- that's the thing. It's it's almost like if you have a hundred dollar bill, you won't break that hundred for a while. But the minute you do, it's it'll be gone. in You're like gone. An hour. Yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh, now I got some twenty. That's, so that's the minute a
0: good, that's a good one. I know. I like that I one.
1: I think I might have stolen that joke.
0: Greg. You probably did. Um, or as a kid, I remember ten dollars. You know what I mean? It's like I can't break this uh, ten. Oh, do- ten, dude. Ten dollars. I could get was... a full tank of gas in ten dollars back then. Dude, mm-hmm. you
1: open your envelope on on your birthday, and your grandma, is a, a crisp Hamilton was in there.
2: It was <laughs> you crisp. You, you pretend like yeah. you, you don't see the money. Right. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I love oh, the card. Day. Thanks, <laughs>
1: Nana. <laughs> and, and I lo- or the check, the $10 check. Or, <laughs> yeah. or you
2: actually read, you definitely
0: like glaze over, but you're like, how long do I need to read this card for to make believe that yeah, I to actually
1: make believe read the X- it? You it's put it on reading favorite, glasses, you're like,
2: really
0: getting
1: into it. Like, really. And there, then, you, then
0: you see the check, and you're like, do I smile really hard or am I smiling because of the card?
2: Yeah. Because by the time you put that card down, you've already got this money spent in your mind. But you know what's funny? There's actually an episode of Seinfeld. Where he opens a drawer and there's all oh, these checks from his grandma, and then he cashes them all. At and one then time. they couldn't
0: find her. Then he couldn't find his, gra- his grandma, and it yeah. became uh, Uncle Louie. It became a thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So that was my quick question. But you, being the newbie, that you look how look how young and oh, impressionable I'm so, you are. You so like you been, like, with that shirt and hat combo, you look like you're on your way to school for the first day.
0: You're so. I feel like I'm back in college. Like this is a Friday night get up. That's you
1: what you are? You
2: ready to go out. Have right. a good that time. Was, was that it. was your
1: going out. And, some, and you got married with that outfit. Oh, of course I did. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, you, good for you, I man. don't put
2: a ring on it just
0: for nothing. No, you know? apparently not. <laughs> so being a uh, new cigar smoker, I'm learning from everybody, manufacturers, and being our first guest. So, you know, I want to bring it back to, you know, let's get to know you a little bit. Like, really? how did you get into cigars? Um, you know, was it something you grew up with? Um, you know, give me a little background about yourself.
2: Well, I think culturally... Um, Latino background, you grow up around a lot of cigars. Uh, uncles, grandfathers smoking cigars. Playing dominoes. It, it, yeah, playing dominoes. It didn't matter if it was a nice hand-rolled cigar or if it was literally a cheap machine-made cigar. It didn't matter. You just There were always the old guys smoking cigars. And so grew up around that. And I remember in 92, um, getting the first, and I still have it, the very first cigar aficionado and picking up that magazine in 92. Actually, my, my, I remember my mother bought it for me. And I remember seeing that and just being super intrigued because I saw my uncle's smoking cigars and my grandfather, but I didn't know anything about them. Then right. here's this magazine about cigars. Who,
1: do you remember, who, who on the cover of that first one? There was one? no
2: one on the cover. Oh, it was God. basically a cigar, very kind of artistically yeah. shot in an ashtray. And, um, you know, and, and, and so that really kind of sparked the interest I will say in 96, I tried my first premium hand-rolled cigar. And then in 98, I fell in love with my first cigar. Which one was it? That was the CAO, Leonard Vassar Maduro. Box-pressed, Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper. And uh, that cigar I fell in love with. And I think just like a band that you love or whatever, I started writing to the company, you know, and, and, and John's that CAO and... And uh, the, the Osgener family, they still own CAO. And I got to know uh, Tim Osgener from CAO, who was the vice president at the time, wind up being president. Uh, you know, I'd run into him at Chicago Big Smoke, wherever I could run into him, events around the Midwest, because I lived in Cincinnati.
1: Back when you could actually smoke in the big yeah, cities. Yeah, exactly, <laughs>
2: exactly. And, uh, you know, I would joke with him, 99, 2000, 2000. I'd say, one day I'm going to work for you, man. One day I'm going to work for you. And one day he reaches out to me. In early 2000s, um, and says to me, hey, I, th- I think there's an opportunity. That's awesome. And so he said, look, I'm gonna get you an interview with with CAO. Um, you know, I can't guarantee you're gonna get the job, but I'm gonna get you at least an interview. And I came on board as their youngest cigar rep. Um, very blessed, won some great awards, uh, sales awards over there, and was on uh, mm-hmm. for quite some time with them. And so that led me to being with them for seven years love the Osgooder family i got to really know john huber and i got to know mike condor uh the two owners of crown heads through that process and just a wealth of knowledge that took me then to tarano which took me to uh after they sold as their national sales manager to duran and from duran all the way back circle working for the two guys that I, I respect most in the industry and that's mike Condor and john huber i mean these are two guys that a lot of people look at is, as as kind of icons in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I felt like these guys were icons, but I got to work with them, and so is that
1: intimidating at all? It kinda? is. It is, yeah. it is.
2: It is. It is. You know, I always uh, makes John laugh, but I always tell the story that when I came down to CAO to do my first interview, um, there John had an office in the original building, and and he had a little wall. I could hear his voice. I could hmm. see the puffs of smoke. I was like, oh my God, that's Johnny Huber back there. (laughs) So it was really cool. And then Mike Conder is probably one of the sharpest guys in the industry. He has such a long history in sales and premium cigars. And to learn from him, to be at his side, it's incredible. So I feel very blessed. And so 15, 16 plus years in the industry. Feel very very lucky.
1: It's a great balance that they, that yeah. Mike and John had. John's like the creative, like the artist with the tattoos, and he's like, I mm-hmm. want to make this. And Mike's like, All right, well, we got to sell off for this price. We got to make sure. And yeah, that's why the, it, it works so well. Now he mentioned something. I, I don't think you knew that. Yeah, John uh, originally worked for CAO. Okay. Back when it was based in Nashville, mm-hmm. and then it was it was it was sold to Taranio or sold right to General. How did that? So did that work? Uh,
2: it was based in Nashville from I want to say '68 uh, until. Uh, was sold to STG. That last year we were still in Nashville. I don't remember what year that was. Maybe 2009, 2010, 11, somewhere. It around was there right. Now? I
1: remember it was right before I started in the industry in 2011. And the CAOs we, some of the CAOs we still had in the store were original company CAOs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah. New ones we were yeah. getting, and were all STG
2: things. Yeah.
1: So it was right around like that that time. That around that years.
2: time. And so um, they were there, and then eventually uh, STG bought. Swedish match, Swedish yeah. match in general. And so all that together, they to up moving CAO's headquarters from Nashville um, to Richmond, Virginia. And that's when Mike and John said, hey, uh, we love Nashville. Nashville's in our blood. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to create something new, not CAO 2.0, but we're going to create something new and do it our way. Uh, in the words of Frank Sinatra, and they've done it their way, and it's been very successful and, and uh, very blessed to just be a part of this company. And we have great guys, Brian McGee, we have Wes Thornton, Wes Adam, cool. uh, yeah, Adam Shepard. we awesome just good. got a lot of great guys that are part of this family.
1: You do. I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting a bunch of you. I mean, this is my first time meeting you, but I've, I've met John a few times. I've worked with Mike Condor a lot on different projects. Uh, I've worked with Wes before. Everyone is just the most down-to-earth. Like, just so how you were saying before that when you met John, you're know, like, oh, that's John over there. So like I text John now like you know a few yeah. times a week just and I'm I go up to him every time i go like yo look what John just said like John's yeah. texting well, me yeah you see and, that? Then,
0: and then he, then he's been taking video of me like after I smoked like the Court Reserve and I and I without the camera on I was like wow like yeah. and he's like do that again <laughs> do it again because
1: he has he has that that pure reaction you know I'm. Because I do the videos and everything, I have to always be like, "Oh, it tastes like this and it's good." But when he, when I give him a new cigar and he's like, "Dude, I had that cigar this weekend. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed it. Just that pure, like that, no filter, no trying to make it sound good. Just the actual, just emotion of how he of how the cigar was comes out, and that's what I like to show people. I, I mean, me, I can do my whole shtick all day, but it's the the dude. Yeah, that's the reaction he yeah, wanted, like, bro, yeah. bro. That was amazing.
0: Yeah. So he leaves Tennessee Waltz. You had I had the Tennessee Waltz, and then uh, the Court Reserve, like within three days, four days, and I was like, you know, Tennessee Waltz was awesome, and then I had the Court Reserve, and I was like, it just went up another level. I'm like, how's that possible? You know, I
2: love Court Reserve. I mean, I, I'm just, uh, I think Ernie Ernesto Perez Carillo, oh, yeah. who who is a big contributor to you know our blending of Absolutely. our cigars, uh, he's a legend. Uh, In the Hall of Fame, cigar Hall of Fame, Uh, I think he just did an incredible job with the CHC Reserve. I'm
1: I'm also I'm glad he finally got recognized this year with cigar aficionado. Me too. He was like the Martin Scorsese. Like every year, he's like got these hitters, but there was like one other company that was like maybe a little bit more popular or whatever, and then finally he got. Recognize and that was that's a, but that's a was that big, Susan
2: Lucci. You yeah. love me, you really love me. <laughs> oh yeah, she was
1: not. She was nominated for something like twenty years on one of the soap operas. Yeah, my grandma right. watched as she was writing my ten dollars checks out for me. I remember sick days.
0: My, my mom would watch. That, oh yeah. Soap oh, opera yeah. Yeah. General Hospital was the one. Yeah, yeah. that was go. the one.
2: Uh, I think Ernie is just. Uh, we call him El Padrino, the Godfather, oh, yeah. and he is just, um, just a great human being. And I've got to spend a lot of time with him, and uh, very blessed to. To, to be able to be around him and he takes a real interest yeah. in, in our success and what well, we do he's
1: a legend I mean even for me it's a, when I met him for the first time because my first premium cigar ever was uh, an original La Gloria Cubana Series armadura like, oh wow an yeah. EP original yeah yeah. and you yeah. remember the back in the day those cigars I mean they're, they're still very good now in the 90s it was in the insane 90s, it, was unreal.
2: it was insane that and El, yeah. Habano, like, El Rico Habano El Rico Habano oh my was, god those I think ahead were, of its time oh yeah yeah.
1: because that was one of those first cigars um, you're not ready for El Rico I, it's, it's, we'll, it's like I'm
0: listening to my, my, my dad, talk to his friends about old time sakes. So I'm just going to sit back and enjoy <laughs> the soak cigar. So good. Uh, I know. Soak that's it. what I'm going to do. So I don't want everybody like, oh, I'd love to hear more from Greg. No, I'm enjoying this. So the El Rico
1: was one of those first cigars that was super duper heavy, but not like there was no, like there was heavy cigars, but it was not nasty. It was still smooth. It was still balanced, but Jacob's it, was, ladder-like. It, was a, it was Jacob's Ladder like? It was Jacob's Ladder esque. In terms of its strength, but also balance. But this was going just like 94, 95.
2: So at that time, if you look at any of the cigar magazines, there was a lot more back then than there is today. Right. But if you look at the 90s, it was all about Connecticut shade. The 90s were Connecticut shade. So And it was all about mild to medium bodied cigars. And the majority of the ratings out there were on mild. Now it's kind of flipped. So back then, El Rico Habano was a cigar that most guys, it was too dark, it was too strong. And so kind of guys in the know love yeah. that cigar. And, and so to this day, I, I still talk about that cigar oh, with her. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, the, yeah. the end of the boom kind of like shaved away all of the kind of – Newbies. The millennials of their time. Like, yeah. they oh, they saw they would see a cigar if you shoot on a magazine. Oh, I got to get just whatever cigar for when I go golfing. Then when it kind of – the boom came down and a lot of people stopped smoking and a lot of companies just went out of business. Yeah. But there were a few newer companies in that time that like – like the Phoenix, like they would kind of arrive and survive the downfall of the boom. I think Perdomo really started during the boom. CAO had CAL been around, guy. Well, but CAL, they, they got big during the boom. The boom, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, got big yeah. during the boom. Yeah, Did I, was a, you know how old I was during the boom? You could, could yeah, a, little, to, little, little, you're a little, little, boom, boom. are a little boom-boom. A little boom-boom. <laughs> um, go ahead. Do you have any more... Uh... Oh, no,
0: I, I, I had a question. Yeah. What, what is the, you know, so you travel a lot, right? Yep, What the was time. the craziest story you've had traveling? Oh... I, I always like to get these because I I sit home with two kids and don't go out, so I like to hear people's stories. I sit home stories. by
1: myself and don't go out, so you got me.
2: Peeing. Well, I would tell you that it, there's not too many crazy, crazy stories, but I, I would say that uh, weather has made for some very mm. interesting travel. You know, when you're traveling uh, in this industry, you're trying to see accounts, you're trying to work with your reps, right. your brokers, and you're on a pretty tight schedule, usually. absolutely. And so sometimes weather can throw it off to the point where your whole day is completely thrown off. And either you can let that defeat you or you can just roll with the punches. Right. I'm telling you, one time I was, in, I was in Queens, New York. I don't remember the area. It had a, a specific, specific name, but it was in the Queens. And yeah. It was a Holiday Inn. And the back parking lot was know? set a little bit lower. At night, I come mm-hmm. in after dinner, park my car. Go up to my hotel room. The next morning, I come down. The whole p- breakfast area of Holiday Inn was packed. I'm like, "Wow, this is popular." Oh, they holiday. probably have the
1: croissants. They got yeah, the mini yeah, muffins. You I'm know, like, oh, it's a whole this spread. Is
2: kind of crazy. Usually, you know, nine yeah. o'clock when I'm coming down, um, usually it's all cleared out. You know, right? I'm like, What's the problem? So I go out to my car. Well, there's the problem. That night, snow was over the over the basically the car door oh, wow. up to the wow. window. And it would sit down lower, so all the snow kind of. So basically, I had to sit there until so they digged every single car out. And I got a great parking space that night right next <laughs> to the door, which was the worst parking space because well, you were the day. last yeah. one to get out. So those those kind of stories always throw me. Or working with a particular rep who just may have you know a a, a, a funny quirk about them. Right. You know, um, I remember I was traveling with uh, a broker years ago in the North uh, Pacific Northwest. And you couldn't eat in his car, you couldn't drink in his car, couldn't smoke in his car. It was so crazy, because I'm so used to smoking cigars all All day long. And I'll never forget, I remember saying, look man, I gotta get a, a pack of gum. And it was one of those cans, and we're driving, and the minute I opened it, he had to slam on his brakes. And these little chiclet gums went all over his vehicle. Well, it was his own fault. He had like a mental breakdown in the car. So It, it was, was his own fault. Those little, those little things are but always kind of funny, me. but not too crazy. I, I'm well, a,
1: at the end of the day, during that snowstorm, you got to spend some extra time in Queens, New York, which a lot of people
2: would, would, die for. would
1: literally <laughs> die to not do that.
2: <laughs> like, it was just the, so funny because, you know, it just... Your Mets are from Queens.
1: Yeah. Flushing. Like I'm, a,
2: a, I'm a baseball fanatic. Yeah? Oh, yeah what team? Like Cincinnati Reds. Oh, okay. I was 10 years old, I think, last championship.
1: During the, the Pete Rose era? Was that, uh, was no, that no was... it was
2: actually – so this is interesting. Pete Rose was a player manager in like 88, yeah. and then 89 was his last year managing. Then he got in all that trouble. Right. Then they brought in Lou Pinella. Uh,
1: and in I, 1990, yeah.
2: they go to the World Series wire to wire. They sweep the heavily favored – Oakland Athletics, the Bash brothers, Eckersley's Everyone's on just there, Rick ju- Anderson's Everyone's on his juice juiced up, up, nice. you know? stuff. Mark McGuire just yeah. has, like,
1: can't even touch his head anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: and then the whole like Reds team are like Barry Larkin, skinny guys, yeah. little guys. But,
1: but like pure baseball players. Like, yeah, like So
2: talent. strict, I mean, uh, that was an incredible year. That was an nice. incredible year. I
1: remember Lou Piniella, he was, when I started following baseball, he was on the, the he was the manager Mariners. of the De- Devil Rays.
0: Mm-hmm. That's when you started getting it, wasn't he at the, the Mariners before that?
1: Uh, I remember him yeah, in the Devil, Devil Rays. first. Mid Devil's to late first? 90s. The yeah. And Mariners. Yeah.
2: He had a long stint with the Mariners. Yeah. Devil Rays were, were not good on him. I actually no. just finished his biography.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. He played on the Yankees. Uh, I think he, he was on our our 78 and 70, 77, 78 World Series team. Yeah, he still Ooh. rocks those rings. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. That's the last That's rings. Well, he well got he actually, it. I guess he got the one for
2: the Reds. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's from Tampa. Yeah, he's originally from yeah, Tampa? Yeah, originally from Tampa. That's
1: yeah. the last time they're
2: they going to see a ring. <laughs> Maybe well, this they're year. actually they're they're in first place. Last yeah. year, they did a hell of a job. They really did last year.
1: Well, uh, well, they, they came in third last year. They Had to have because we were yeah, they we were, were in third, second. but
2: at the same. But time. But it was it was heavy. Or look at their payroll, and yeah. you fin- and you finished third, and yeah. they actually had a pretty decent amount of wins, I believe, last I year. Think, it's th- pretty impressive. And
0: I think with the Red Sox going to the winning it last year, they're depleted, and you see their pitching. Oh, not, they're not, they're not well, they're and then the Yankees are not, you know, injured injured all all over the place so i think i think it's their like okay. you know the, the raise every eighth year to finally do something and <laughs> yeah, they're like they're they're they're
1: staccatas. every right. eight years <laughs> they, come
0: back. they come back and maybe i grew up win in the midwest year. so i, oh, yeah, I know so that you know, reference you know. very very well that's awesome
1: um let's talk a little bit about the line uh all the, the different lines of, of crown there's so many we can talk about i would love to talk about some of the, the more exclusive stuff because they're my favorite. The Yellow Rose, the Tennessee Waltz, mm-hmm. but for the sake of what we sell on JR, we'll talk about. So what were, the original line coming out of Hats uh, was? It, the, it was the Four Kicks? Four or? Kicks.
2: The original Four Kicks. The original Four Kicks. Absolutely. And
1: was this the one that had something to do with he? it? was He wanted the cigar to taste like a drum? No, or, that was Hedley Grange. That was Hedley Grange. Okay. Yeah, so
2: Four Kicks uh, is named after a song by the Kings of Leon. All right. All right, all right, all right. And um, in that song, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. Basically, you know, your boy's... Uh, from the north, grab your switchblade posse. Those boys from the south, we're gonna grab our guns and basically go to toe, toe to toe. It was very much a kind of a rebel kind of yeah, at rumble. that time, how yeah. you feel at right. that because, you know, teenage angst. Yeah, CAO yeah. had kind of moved on and this was a new venture. And so, Four Kicks to me represents um, a, a time in, 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 in the history of Crown Heads where John and Mike were striking out, right. doing their thing. There's no guarantee to success. They have the experience. Will people love what they're doing? And Four Kicks, to this day, Four Kicks just continues to sell and continues to to be one of our best-selling lines. Oh, absolutely. It's available in a lot of different sizes. Uh, Nicaraguan filler binder, the wrapper is um, um, Ecuador Habano. It's a beautiful, beautiful color wrapper on that cigar. The Corona Gorda, the Sublime, those sizes do really well. 24-count box, that cigar just has a special place, I think, in everyone's heart. Absolutely. And though, you know yeah. Wes Thornton. Yeah, yeah. Wes, uh, nine out of ten cigars he smokes a day. Four Kicks. Four Kicks Corona Gorda. I'm a huge huge fan of the name.
1: You do, and you smoked, I, uh, I gave you one of the Mule Kicks, the, then can, the
0: limited edition. Didn't get to it yet. Uh, you didn't get to it yet? Didn't get to it yet. Oh. I will.
2: You're this obsessed. year's Four Kicks?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm a big four kicker and also the the Lancero ones. I mean,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It,
2: Lancero
1: yeah. is still one of those things. I'm like, I like scream like at a theater. Like, does no one else get it? Because I yeah. feel like the regular, yeah. average cigar smokers, they st- they want it. something that's got to look like this to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I get it.
1: Oh good. <laughs> well, no, you you have an interesting thing where you're. Where you get to learn, and not just like as a hobby, like, oh, I want to have time between work and everything. Your job is this. Right. And you also happen to like cigars, so you get to, you know, like, hey, which size should I go for and which thing? And you get to ex- basically experience every cigar at their optimum, because you know the deal. You right. know what's going on. Uh, like, you like the, did you have the, you have the Jacob's
0: Ladder, Lancero? I did. I, w- I, I spaced. Great cigar. I I I, I didn't almost pass out first. <laughs> it, was, it was funny, because at the end of the show, we do rants, and, you know, I love, I like full because it, you know, relaxes you a little bit. This relaxed me. I was like, You got anything to rant about? I'm like, Nope, I'm good. Yeah. This, this is good. I'm, I'm melt, kick melt back. my chair. I'm yeah, good. melt my I'm chair. Good. I feel well, that's, I like this. that's
1: the point of of any cigar. It, I feel is it's that's that's it. It's the flavor, yeah, but it's the relaxation and the no more worries. Uh that's that's what I always I, w- I always looked for it personally but I might a, be wrong I also... man yeah.
2: yeah there you go Yeah I mean we got to right watch the Disney? new new
0: oh, no. uh, we can't say anything about that <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't want to see th- more than 3 bars or something <laughs> like that without paying royalties <laughs> so
2: we, we won't even go there
1: Walt Disney just walks one money, <laughs> no, <I want laughs> <More> money.
0: <laughs> like here have a cigar
1: So um what uh, so what's on it, the horizon right now cuz we have a lot of limited editions you have the mule kick this year um are we looking at any and I know there's FDA issues and that's a whole other thing but are we looking at any new actual brands or are we, are yes we, are, absolutely
2: I, oh we are uh, uh i would tell you that john and mike are always creating mm-hmm. they're always working on new cigars new blends uh we've been very blessed to up to this point work with ernesto perez Carrillo. he uh he has a factory called tla tobacco mm-hmm. La alianza uh, uh the, the garcia family at my father uh we've done some stuff now willie herrera over at jewish state and um so we're, and we're working with a, another little factory in nicaragua as well um called uh tobacco Lada pichardo so oh, you know, right. good friends of mine so we're always working on new stuff right. but right now uh mule kick uh 2019 is out that is my favorite mule kick and i'm not just saying that it has an ecuador sumatra wrapper now ernie ernesto perez carrillo ernie is known as the sultan of sumatra okay so whenever he had does anything with sumatra my ears Perk up, and and this year's Mule Kick, I think, is dynamite. Great size, great flavor. Uh, that's hitting right now. Uh, really soon, La Carambella Cosofino, um, limited edition 2019, is coming back out. Which I will tell you, those are my favorite. That cigar became. Uh, I will tell you, last year we probably could have sold ten times as many as we rolled. We don't do a lot of Figurados. That's just right. Not, we literally have one production pyramid in the Four Kicks line. Outside of that, we don't do figurados. We right. just, it's not our thing. Um, and last year, we did the Bellacos fino size. Uh, John and I worked on this project together and, in the Lock Caram line, and it just took off, man. It got huge ratings, now, great attention. How
1: often does that happen, where you guys are like, kind of, maybe create like a special size like as a mm-hmm. one-off, and or you're like, all right, we're going to create five sizes in this line, but then one of them just really takes off, and your it's kind of good, but also it kind of screws up, like, crap, now i got to go make more. Like, go does make that more happen movies. a lot? <laughs> like, there's like one size that kind of just lights up? I would up. tell you
2: that there's always one size in every line that we do that just seems to really hit the right. masses, right? And for us, a lot of times that's the Corona Gorda size, Robusto, right. very traditional. But that La Carame, uh, it's a box press line, mm. and box press isn't for everybody. Right. Uh, and so the, the Bellico Fino was left round, uh, obviously, Bellicoso size. Right. And it just, for some reason, hit the palates right. hit hitter, man. And, and so uh, right after that was released, uh, John said, look, I want to do that again. I love that cigar personally. Um, John and I are both kind of cigar geeks. So when right. we get around, besides right. having meetings and talking, a lot of times John and I just geek out about cigars. And it's, it could be stuff made 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It could be old Cuban sizes. Right. Um, just we love talking about that stuff. And we both have this affection for the Bella fino size. So something like that comes about, we say, let's just do it for us, you right. know? And then it turns out to be well-received that makes us very happy. So we're re-releasing that. That'll be out uh, sometime this month. And then Las Calaveras 2019, just the, saw
1: that, that that's dropping now?
2: Yeah, that's going to be dropping. We're starting to take pre-orders for that. And this year's blend is full-bodied, robust, has a beautiful Ecuador Oscuro wrapper. So is
1: it similar blend to the original, original release?
2: Well, on paper, it's, it, it sounds the same. Yeah, and but Nicaragua, it's probably Filler, different Beiner, different Ecuador so, oscuro. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it. but it, a different blend. Right. But it is just dynamite. I mean, it's strong. I'm more of a medium-bodied cigar guy. Right. That's my wheelhouse. And this cigar is pretty potent. So John, John, old John says, "Smoke this," and he knows it's going to rock me. You know what I mean? So I tend nighttime a, smoke. Here you night. go. Not, night- not when night- kids night- are asleep. Yes. Yeah. After, after a wife good sleep. dinner yeah. or something like that. Classic four know.
1: roses on your back yeah. porch 100%. before you mow the nice. lawn. Very yeah. nice. Uh, no, I tend to agree <laughs> with you. I'm a, I'm a medium-bodied smoker most of the time, only because it's tough to find strong cigars that, like, like we said before, that have that balance of like really strong but balanced. They're becoming more apparent now, past couple of years, yes. yeah. but yeah, but I was always just like, I always go for a medium body, because you get the flavor of something kind of strong, but you get the balance of something more on the mellow side, um, but like I said, now, you got these strong hitters coming out that yeah. have that full flavor, but there's no harsh, nasty aftertaste, and
2: that's... One of the things that I, uh, I was taught by several cigar makers over the years, I've had a lot of time being able to spend uh, in Honduras, and Nicaragua, yeah. and the Dominican and very lucky to spend time with a lot of different cigar makers, and they'll all tell me the same thing. It's easy to make a strong cigar. It's hard to make a strong cigar that has depth and flavor. And so when you do smoke a strong, full-bodied cigar that has that flavor that you can get from a good Mm medium-bodied cigar— that's true craftsmanship. That's right. real artistry there.
1: Because you got to make sure one leaf isn't, you know, it's yeah, too strong and it's overpowers it overpowers the matter. It, whatever, it, when I, do, I do a lot
2: of events, so I'm right. interacting with a lot of consumers. And I try to put it in, in the most layman t- terms of if you're making a pot of chili and you want to make it spicy, there is a point where you kill all the other flavors right. and it's just hot. Exactly. You want to create spicy, hot, but flavorful. And so that is kind of always the challenge. And I think, in the 90s, mild cigars. A lot of them were just like smoking air. Oh, yeah. Now there's mild cigars. A lot of people refer to them as not your daddy's Connecticut or whatever. There's a lot of great mild cigars in the market now that just have flavor, that just have incredible right. taste. Uh, and, and and so I tell guys, look, man, you can't turn your back on any of them. Smoke mild, right. meaningful full body. Because the guys that are making your cigars, they smoke them all as well. And, and they train their palate that way, you know?
1: You guys don't. As far as, as um, I'm thinking right now, do you guys want to have a super mild offering?
2: Uh, we have uh, Luminosa.
1: Okay, but still, I, I would put that in that not your dad's yes, Connecticut yes. category, definitely. So
2: if a guy says, hey, I smoke mild Dominican cigars, I'll say, hey, the Luminosa is kind of a, a medium-bodied smoke. Hmm. If they smoke a lot of Nicaraguan stuff, I'll say the Luminosa is mild because it's all about what your pal is exactly. trying to smoke. Exactly. So it is not, uh, you know... It, super mild cigar, but it's got, it, it's, it's milder than all of our other offerings. Right, right. And, um, but on, on the, on the new releases, we do have a new core line that will, that will join the family, uh, that will be released at the IPCPR this year. And I'm sure we'll make that announcement probably in the next 30 to now? 60 days. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very soon. <laughs> very, not yet. Not, not yet. Um, but can we've it, got something coming down the line. Can I
1: just ask, can I at least ask the wrapper on it?
2: I can't tell you the wrapper, oh, the blend, or anything, but I will tell you this: I think it's one of the most beautiful cigars we've ever released. I will tell you that, it's and a whole Libretti special. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is the, the, the cigar is beautiful. It smokes incredibly well. I, you know, I feel very, very lucky because John will send me a lot of the stuff that he's working on, and this new cigar is gorgeous. It's beautiful. The wrapper is flawless, and the, the the packaging will go along with it. It looks really, really damn. Who, who good.
0: usually uh, works on the packaging and the naming and things like that? Is, is it? It's all John. Okay,
2: John. Uh, I tell everyone that I, I don't care. My entire career, I, I've never met someone so creative. John is the kind of guy that can go away. You know, he'll say, "I'm going to work on this." He'll go away for the weekend at home, and on Monday he's got a whole concept, an idea, and he'll tell Mike and, and me about it, and, and Mike and I and, and and just sometimes i'm just blown away by some of the ideas and the uniqueness you know a lot of them are are from four kicks the hedley grange they all have a story hedley There's grange my, that's reason. my
1: favorite story do you know the story of hedley grange Isn't the uh, led zeppelin it was a led zeppelin yeah. studio where they fil- they not filmed they recorded uh, led zeppelin 4
2: yeah they uh, the 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 famous thing is the sound of the drums right. in that and it's it uh, the the place is called hedley Headley grange yeah. and apparently the drums like are set up in like the, the where the stairs are and it just has this boom, and when the levee breaks is the song. And so, I don't know if you know this, but Ernesto Perez Carrillo, before his father pulled him into the industry, Ernie wanted to be a famous jazz musician. He was a drummer. Oh, I didn't know that. So, a lot like this industry, you may go away, but it pulls you you back You always find your way back. You find your way back in. So, Ernie's father was in the cigar industry. His whole family's Hmm. always been in. But young Ernie wanted to be a drummer. So, he has this great love for drums and music. John has just uh, a, a great love for music right. in our in our office. There's always music going so, on. Also Nashville, I mean, it's yeah, Music yeah, absolutely, City, Music City. And so I think that was a great combination of love of music, and he wanted to blend a cigar that kind of you know kind of had that feeling of right. when the levee breaks. And so uh, that it's a it's a great story. And for yes. you guys, we actually do a Maduro version, you do the,
1: the Black Dog, the
2: Black Dog. So I tell guys all the time, if you love Headley Grange and it's got a Sumatra wrapper on it from Ecuador. If you're a fan of Maduro, I'm like, go check out JR, man. We make a cigar for them called the Headley Grange Black Dog, and it's exclusive to you guys. And it has a Connecticut Habano Maduro wrapper, and it is just out of this world.
1: That's that curveball. I mean, uh, Connecticut is really past two or three years. Not only have I think Shade and Broadleaf mm-hmm. become so much more popular, but there's a lot of new seeds. Like, I, I, I've never heard of like a Connecticut. Habano Oscuro yep. before until the past yeah. couple years. Yep. Before that, it was just Shade and Broadleaf. And they even Broadleaf, like I said, five years, I want to say. Yeah. The popularity has gone through the roof. How do you see that affecting the industry being that Connecticut is so small? There's only... Yeah. So, and you only, like, basically, you only have really one growing season in Connecticut.
2: Look, I'll tell you this. I was down in uh, the Dominican uh, earlier this year, mm-hmm. and I was at uh, a few of the big tobacco brokers down there. And I will tell you, there is absolutely a shortage of broadleaf. Oh, no. There is a shortage oh, of broadleaf. Hurts. And there isn't really an alternative, right? Yeah. Connecticut Shade, a lot of us use Connecticut from Ecuador, yeah, It's grown in Ecuador. So right. Connecticut shade is grown un, grown under cheesecloth right. in the yep. Connecticut River Valley. Down in Ecuador, you don't need the cheesecloth. The cloud coverage is right. so yep. huge, right? And technically, it's a sun-grown wrapper, yeah. if you, uh, you know. Um, but there's no real alternative to broadleaf. So the way broadleaf is processed, stock cut, the way it's uh, – it's just very hard, I think, right now on the growers right. to try to keep up with demand. because broad. And I'll tell you – I would agree with you. The last five years, I had guys that were, oh man, what do you got that's grown in Ecuador? Habano sun grown. The last five years, it's what do you have that's broadleaf? What do you have that's broadleaf? And broadleaf is so so popular right now. Uh, our, we have broadleaf uh, cigars. Uh, the Tennessee Waltz, mm-hmm. the Yellow Rose, of Texas have mm-hmm. broadleaf. Are La Creme. Mm-hmm. That one's a huge Ernie. smile on my face. Yeah, yeah keep going. And so I'm just a huge broadleaf fan. But, but there, there's a shortage of it, there really is. But I think there's a lot of people experimenting with different seeds in Connecticut. And one of those mm-hmm. is the Habano seed. And luckily, through our connections, we're one of the companies that utilize it. So there's not a lot that right. are out there utilizing it. And I don't think it's grown in the mass quantities where some of the big guys can start using it yet right. so a lot of the boutique or smaller cigar guys can get their hands on well, that that's
1: what everything gets that's where everything starts because the big guys don't want to take a risk until it's it's been proven yeah, and yeah. then uh, i will say a few cigars past two two or three years um have been used in pennsylvania broadleaf yes yeah that i find equally as good but for a different reason yeah i like the Connecticut, it's a, I feel like it's a little sweeter, mm-hmm. a little more chocolatey. The Pennsylvania Broadleaf kind of has those aspects, but I feel like it's a little bit stronger, a little bit spicier. So like Bishop's Blend, I know, uses Pennsylvania. The Jacobs Ladder uses Pennsylvania.
2: I, I would uh, agree with you 100%. I feel like the stuff that's coming out of Pennsylvania is a little bit um, a little bit more potent, a yeah. little bit more in your face, where I think Broadleaf, to me, is all finesse. Oh, absolutely. And so I it's
0: th- like that 100 proof to 80 proof.
2: Exactly. There you go. There you go. Yeah.
1: Uh, and what you said before about uh, uh, Ernesto being like the, the, the sultan of Sumatra and, and every time he... That's how I feel um, specifically with you guys but any time that my father creates a Broadleaf Cigar because yeah. he's done it with Tatawahe and yeah. then he's done yeah. th- at least four with you guys because he's done the... Tennessee Waltz the Yellow Rose the Hawaiian which I always have a trouble the Paniolo. Paniolo and the Las Cavalleres was it the 16 the 2016 was a Broadleaf
2: yeah I do believe the 16 was a Broadleaf
1: and leaf. those are all in the words of Nick Libretti hitters. those are Hitters.
2: hitters. I never
0: heard you say that word before. I, say
1: it all, <laughs> I Check your text messages. All I say it, <laughs> Hitters. After you, hear it, you text me about the Tennessee Waltz, I'm like, yo, you got it's that, a home that, run. That's that, s- that s- hitter, s- okay. son. Uh, but just something about how he and I was a broadly fan. You know, like Fuentes, yeah. like the eight and then the uh, the Ashton had a broadly on of the Ashton Age Maduro, um, and I always liked him. But it, really, when he started using them, and then there's other, you know, there's Steve Saka and yeah, of course, Nick Malillo. of course, yeah. But and but that the, that Tennessee Walt, especially I can't remember the size that. Uh, we got but in that specific size of the Tennessee actually is it only one size Tennessee Waltz is one
2: size yeah it is just sort of Robusto slash Toro-esque yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in 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 that Torbusto size there you go but
1: it's just magic you mix that with the right kind of Nicaraguan filler and binder tobaccos and just magic happens I agree
2: I agree so I want to know
0: what, what do you what's your go to smokes during the day like you know when you wake up morning get get some eggs coffee if you're a fan and uh, you know what you what do you usually have after that you know afternoon night so like you know what what's your go to?
2: Well, I tell everyone my favorite cigar to start the day off is Four Kicks. I think a Four Kicks Corona Gordo or Four Kicks for Busto is the perfect way to start your day off because I think Four Kicks has a, a smooth creaminess feel on the palate. If you're drinking, it doesn't matter what you're drinking, coffee, cappuccino, whatever your, your, your preference is, it goes with so many drinks oh, across absolutely. the board. So to me, Four Kicks is a great cigar to start the day off with. Midday, I'm all La Creme, man. I mean, La Creme to mm-hmm. me is just, that's, that's my cigar. And I will smoke it in the Hermoso size, the Robusto size, the Corona size. I absolutely love Lock
1: Bella Sopino size, if you can find them.
2: Absolutely, well, yeah, and if you know you what? I have them. a few few at home that I that I that I have, um, and then at night it's usually C H C Reserve or it's uh, La Imperiosa.
1: The C H C when, as you were saying about the new cigar you guys are coming out with, that I'm definitely going to squeeze out of you after we get off the air. Okay, uh, <laughs> but when you're like, oh, it's that's exactly how I felt the first time. I think you know before it actually came out when Half Wheel was posting pictures and the little discreet, you know how they do that, like one paragraph and then a picture of the CHC. I'm like, that just looks beautiful. The logo, the color scheme, how the box looks, how the cigars. that. Because there's a lot of cigars that they might look a little rough on the edges. Like I I think, you know, if you took a a detailed picture of this, sometimes they look a little rough, but Mm -hmm. it's just kind of the look. I know all the Christoph cigars look that really rough kind of look. That just looks perfect. Yeah, if like a, I had to describe what a perfect cigar looked like, it'd yeah. be that.
2: Uh, I, I tell people when you open a box, to me, it looks like almost like chocolate cigars you would find at yeah. Godiva. I mean, they just look milky, chocolate, beautiful. I will tell you, it's my favorite band uh, that we've ever done. It's my favorite logo that we've ever done. And Crown Heads, we never, we've never called a cigar Crown Heads before. So we've always right. looked at it as Crown Heads. The band, all the blends are albums. Right. They all have a different feel. But we... Our hardcore Crown Head supporters—we kind of refer to them as our court, right? And so this was a cigar really dedicated to them, and it's a limited run cigar, so it, it won't is. be around forever. But it's a cigar really de- uh, dedicated to those guys. And then the three sizes we chose were particular sizes for a reason. When Four Kicks was originally released, it was our first cigar we ever did with Ernie, and the first three sizes we produced were Robusto, five by fifty, Corona Gorda, five five eight by forty six, and then the Sublime size, which is your Toro, right? Right. We copied those three same sizes in the CHC as kind of an ode to the past right. uh, to Ernie. And hopefully you'll see this cigar in many more variations in the future. Um, but as the first release of the Crown Heads Court, I think it, it really hit well. And was you know what's interesting? You brought up Half Wheel. Half Wheel, obviously they sample a lot of cigars. Yeah, yeah. They didn't get the chance to review it last year. They reviewed it this year, and it came out last year. Even though they didn't review it, it was still on the consensus top. It was number one Oh, yeah, on I, remember, I remember seeing that, yeah. And so when I'm in stores and guys are new to Crown Heads, I always point out Four Kicks, I always point out Law Karem, and I always tell them, you've got to pick up a CHC. Oh, absolutely. Because I think a CHC is a great wrap-up to everything that we are is a Net Cigar.
1: It's like the end of like a series of concept
0: albums.
2: There you go. Or it's like Avengers Endgame.
1: Oh, if we may not talk, I'm still, I'm still sad.
0: <laughs> I can't even. You
1: haven't even seen it yet. No spoilers. I know. I, I
2: no spoilers. Neither have I. I haven't seen it either.
1: Oh, you got to go to go. I'll go with you. Go tonight. You well, gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To take the three hours. It's worth it. it it's
0: worth every. Go depending. with anybody.
2: Three hours. Three hours. It's three hours and two oh, minutes. Yeah. Goodness.
0: It's like Game of Thrones. You need like an intermission. Yeah. You'd uh, think there'd be like a pee break. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, there's not. There's not. I know. There's not. I heard.
1: Do I? When I went to the bathroom, it literally because I went with Anthony and he tied me. It he was went to the, under went to a minute. Under a minute between me getting up out of my seat, scooting past the people, bathroom back under a minute. And I had a big slushy.
2: That's talent. That is talent.
1: Well, man, it only a man of many talents. I mean, that was probably my main (laughs) one. But, uh, um, but yeah, the CHC. I mean, I I even like I said before, when I just saw that those initial pictures, and like we got the hats now. Like even the logo is like it's almost a whole. It's almost as big of a logo as anything else Crown hats has produced. I agree. Uh, it's, it's like a subsect all on its yeah. own. Is is the and If CHC. you've seen
2: a lot of our hats, it, you know it doesn't matter if it's a snapback, um, a dad hat, or our new era hats. That logo is very present on almost everything oh, we yeah. do right now. Uh, it's when guys tell me, "Oh, I really like this." Or like La periosa I love the look of it. It has a very old kind of Cuban esque. Yeah, that kind Cuban feel, has, from the fileta on the box to all the different. The
1: kind of family crest and everything. Yeah, it, I just, like it.
2: has that look. Um, but there's something about CHC just really speaks to me and I think speaks to people and that logo, so we use that logo quite a bit.
1: Quite well, I would bit. say that La Imperiosa is like a, a very much an O to the past and you know, even having these kind of medallions here that I know, uh, like Romeo has right. these medallions from when they got awards you right. know, in the 1800s so. and stuff like that. I feel like CHC has a traditional but turned modern look like yeah. all right so this is an ode to the past yes this is the past come now
2: I this agree is, this is it I think it meets both exactly. the modern and, and right. traditional to, like the little
0: reflections of the light on on that box with that one it's kind of a little more matte yeah look yep. to it Yep. um do you have any more? Uh, any, any more? Uh, I, you, I can go all day.
1: I, I can go all day too. So you, but I've been talking all the entire time. So you, you, well, you, you I mean, intercede I, now. I, I, I think, dude, You look good in the
0: hat, here. by the way. Thank you. I love this hat. Too. I wear it all the time. People are like, in, here, like, you wear that hat all the time. I was like, yeah. You're just <laughs> jealous that I have that hat. That's a
1: good story, Greg. <laughs> well, People like, you, are like, you wear this all the time, and I'm like, that's yeah. all
2: I got.
0: I'm,
2: I'm, I'm a dad, and I have no life. Um, <laughs> but you got a hat. I, I get asked a lot though, because anyone who knows me knows I rock a Cincinnati Reds hat all the time, new era. 59.50, flat brim. I just, right. I love it. And so whenever I'm rocking those hats, people say, man, what, what team is that, you know? And I'll say, it's actually a cigar company I work for. You could be family, could be friends right. or whatever. And I'll say, it's actually a cigar company. Man, that logo is incredible. He thought it was like a, a professional team or something, you know?
1: And I have a deep appreciation, and this is something that we can, we can include on our rant segment. Sure. It, I don't look good in the snapback. I have a very, very you fat head. have a lot of head. problems with hats. I have a very fat head. Mm. And I appreciate the fact not only that you guys do fitted caps, but you do them in a, an array of sizes. We do. We do. Because th- right now, the, that's the only cigar hat that I wear regularly is my court reserve because it's the only one that fits. When Because when I do, a, and I have like a lot of other hats people give me, but all the other snap, I, I'm on the last snap, and that just looks silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. looks silly. And, and,
0: and I agree with the, the new era hats. I, unfortunately, am a Mets fan, and I won't spend money to Mets anymore because how they run their organization. Mm. And I don't, the new era hats don't fit well, the, the Met ones. When I got this, like, perfect. Perfect. I was like, oh, I don't know what you guys did. I don't know if it was Magic or because you guys gave it to me. Um, it's I'm so calm.
2: Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. If
1: you're yeah. not putting any money towards the Mets, how's Bobby Bonilla getting those checks every year?
2: Well, not for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: not for me. I'm in the same boat with you, man. So being a Reds fan can
0: be tough sometimes. Definitely. Well, we just yeah. played each other, and that was had that go? Destroyed, it destroyed us, yeah. right? Yeah. Three to one. Yeah. yeah. Serious? Yep. Yeah. It destroyed us. Yep. Uh, so we do a little segment called "Don't Do This." So okay. we usually yeah. think of something that not to do, but so we wanted to ask you, like mm. like
1: big cigar no nos, etiquette no nos. Okay. So I've done uh. I've, don't smell a cigar with a cellophane on it. Yes. Don't yes. try to chew your end off of a premium cigar. What's, what's a big no-no that you, that you have?
2: You know what drives me crazy? It was something that I didn't even notice until I got into the industry. Mm-hmm. But when guys or ladies pick up a cigar at a shop, they buy it, they take the cellophane off, they lick the end of it, and then they go to use the store the cutter. The store cutter. To me, that is the biggest oh, no-no. Ugh, ugh, like, just ugh. keep in mind that... People, that everyone else's uses mouth that is going on there? cutter. Like, don't do it. That's a big no no to me. Oh. So, um,
1: you know, they only do that because they saw somebody like licking yeah, it. Yeah, before. Yeah, like, because
2: yeah, yeah. if you. If the cigar is stored properly, it, yeah. the cutters of today, or get your own cutter. Right. That's what get I was to say. Your If cutter. you're trying
1: to do all the techniques at the professional you, you can spend $3 yeah.
0: on a dual blade cutter. Yeah. But that, why would cut. you do that, though? Like, just in general, why would you do that?
2: I think, like, there, what was uh, the usually whole. Usually it's older guys. Usually yeah. it's older guys. And yeah, I don't know, maybe it's just us uh, today, germs or whatever. But I'm always like, man, don't do that, man. Well, no like, one's getting vaccinated anymore, you know, exactly. so i am <laughs> oh, yeah. too. You'll go to a go to a store, have your cigar cut. You'll get all the you get measles. Yeah, <laughs> you get <know, you> measles. <laughs> but um, I think to me that's a big no no. And to me, I tell guys, look, if you want to do that, that's fine. But use your own cutter. But why? So but it's still, that, but why? Oh, he's that, he's that, you're that, asking why they lick like, the. Why back? do they actually? Lit? I think I, I think they think it's going to crack.
1: I think it's a throwback to old, like like old guys like smoking their Denoblés where
2: it, when you would they would lick the whole cigar yeah sometimes because when
1: you would, if you would just that's cigar those cigars are like dry they're dry, machine yeah, made dry cured. they're dry cured so when you would cut it it would just like just I gotcha. it was like shrapnel yeah. everywhere so you would kind of wet it and it would make it cu- so not only do you not need to do that with a Crown Heads or any kind of premium cigar nowadays yeah. but if you're trying to think like oh this is what the professionals do well then be professional and spend three bucks on a cutter yeah you yeah. know. Yep. And 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 have your own have your own equipment. Yeah. There you go. Drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Was that? No, a, he's ready. You got the microphone. Who sang that? W- oh, was that? That wasn't Billy Ocean, I was have it? No idea. No, it wasn't Billy Ocean. Oh, Jesus. Secret Chris, do you know? Secret Chris. Billy Ocean. Can you can you Google <laughs> who's? UB40? Can you Google who sang that? And just let us know. You know this? Uh, no.
2: That's Secret a, that's, Chris. That's a good that's a good uh, trivia question right there.
1: Yeah. We'll have Secret Chris. She drives me crazy. It was a song
0: from the '80s. YouTube it. Don't play it though.
2: Yeah, don't, don't get, play. We don't, we're
1: don't, gonna get don't
0: want them to show up. Or do we want them to show up?
1: Uh, so now we're going to quickly move on to um, uh, pairing is caring. So we do regular pairing videos. Everyone, every every article and every website does, you know, this with this bourbon and everything. We try to do ours a little differently.
2: Okay.
1: Um, and I know that uh, Gwegoey here had discussed previously with you. We're going to do a pick a crown head cigar to go with each sport. So the sports listed here is we have.
2: I emailed you guys my list. I think. Oh, yeah. So right let's. Here. Let's. We'll right. go with uh, baseball so you went with. <clears throat> the greatest sport in the world. Yes. Uh, I went with the four kicks. It's smooth, medium-bodied cigar. You can enjoy the game. It's not going to make you woozy. It's not too mild. It'll keep you interested in the game, and you can smoke that cigar, and it's a nice slow burn. I think it's perfect, absolutely perfect for baseball.
1: A cigar that requires patience, but the payoff... Is tremendous, there you much go. like baseball. There you go. That's true. Unless you were there pitching you in the first inning and then <laughs> ten yeah, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. We don't, happens. Want, we don't yeah, want to talk happens. about that. So that was my. Da- I tell. I, I don't feel bad because I make fun. Of, my dad was a college baseball pitcher. He played for Seattle mm. University in the seventies. Nice. And he just got rocked. He yeah. would just get. He was like, I had kind of a curveball.
0: <laughs> my last college outing, I gave up five runs, and that was it. Mm. So mm. in the. In the playoffs, so they didn't so. carry you off the field like Rudy. Uh, no, there was no Rudy. No. There was no Rudy. I was, I think, I was dragged by the bus by a rope all the way home.
2: Um, all right, next up we I, have. Oh, that,
0: go on. oh, I was going to say, in your team, Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati oh, yeah. do Reds. Do you go to a bunch of games? Do I you? do.
2: I go to a lot of games. Yes. Uh, I, I when I'm on the road, I try to catch the games. I'm friends with some of the people in the organization. Uh, we have one of the best baseball museums in Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, I don't live in Cincinnati anymore, but I get back very often, and I go to a lot of games on the road or at home. I just I love I love the Reds, and you know we're now in the Great American Ballpark. I grew up going to um, Riverfront Stadium, but I read a great article back in the days when they played in Crosley Field. Mm-hmm. Um, this is you know back in the 70s and 60s, and the Big 50s. Red Machine era. They used to sell one brand, Eyebold. Which I don't even know are, are around anymore. I think I it was a machine-made cigar called Eyeball. That was the only cigar, and it was actually made in Cincinnati. It was the only cigar sold at Crosley Field. So, to me, I would love that if it was, you know, one game a year, had the guys out there having cigars in the in you know watching the baseball game. Wouldn't that be a great that hand rolled oh, Cincinnati oh, cigar? Man, you know, the
1: finest tobacco the finest from tobacco. from downtown
2: yeah, on Cincinnati. the side of the Mason Dixon, <laughs> you know. But, no, it, it was rolled in – I don't know what the tobacco was, but I read an article many years ago that that was the cigar that wow. the gentlemen smoked. Wow. Um, nowadays, we would say gentlemen and women. There's a lot of more right. women smoking today than Absolutely ever before. Absolutely there are. Uh, but everyone had their top hats on, their suits. And, um, Ten cents got, yeah. Ten cents got you a ticket. Ten
1: cents got you a ticket. They paid you for a hot dog. Yep. Yeah, right.
2: Probably what, two cigars for a quarter. If you
1: want – this is a quick question just because I'm curious. Cause I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, and mm. I go to Yankees games. I try to go out at least Res four or five a had year. some
2: battled in the World Series a couple Yeah,
1: times. we have. What – if you wanted best seats in the house, box right behind home plate mm-hmm. for Cincinnati Reds, how much would that ticket cost? Uh,
2: close to 200 bucks. God, that's cheap. Yeah. That's nothing. Well, if I just – again, I'm, I'm a yeah. s- baseball geek, so I'm always looking up articles. I think Cincinnati – I was in a shop the other day, and we looked up the most affordable uh, professional baseball game, Cincinnati, yeah. out of the top 30 – the 30 teams in major leagues. Uh, Cincinnati, I want to say, was second or third – on every list for food, for tickets, yeah. for everything. And the worst was um, Boston, I think it was the Nationals, and the Yankees.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. I, I lucked out. My, my brother, I mean, he's stationed overseas right now, but he lives normally in uh, uh, Maryland, about mm. 25 minutes from Canyon Yards. So every time I go down, we go, I'm talking third or first baseline, like, like at the wall. 70 bucks yeah whereas those seats for a Yankee game you're, you're talking low to mid like 200 300 maybe 350 wow. for like against the wall and then yeah one hot dog and a beer is 16 dollars Camden Yards I think it was I think I got a steak I think it was some yeah, like right. ridiculous amount of food it was yeah. just and Camden Yards is also a beautiful park it's not like yeah. some rundown one of the prettiest it, it really is yeah. so it, you, that's as a Yankee fan you got to kind of find other AL teams that are just cheaper <laughs> to, to go
0: uh, real quick, another, another question on baseball because I know you, you love the sport so much. What position, like manager, GM, what position in the front office or even on the team would you want to be for the Cincinnati Reds?
2: All right, So I, I tell this to uh, Mike and John all the time that I'm, I'm committed to crown heads. I'm not going anywhere. Mm. I love this company. But if one day <laughs> the ownership of the Reds, Castellini, calls me on the phone and says, Miguel, I need you to be the GM, I'm leaving. I don't blame you. That's my, desk. That's, that's, that's the Can dream job. You? you come with me, man. Oh, See, this is where go. you guys Don't are mistaken. Don't give up five runs in the last Because
1: inning. if the Yankees are like, Nick, we want you to be GM. I have seen how my mom curses out Brian Cashman. There's mm. no way in hell I'm going to be the GM of the Yankees because my mother would.
0: You'd be every, like the stepchild of your family. <laughs> oh my God.
1: She would, <laughs> she would kill me. She would absolutely kill me. My mom is violent when it comes to baseball and even yeah. more violent when it comes to football. Speaking of which we got other sports here. Yes. So we're going to move Fire. on to hockey. Uh, I know that there's a few hockey teams and that's about the I know about the Mighty Ducks. Yep. And I've seen Miracle. Close. That's about the extent of my hockey now and uh, Martin Brodeur and Wayne Gretzky. Okay.
2: So I grew that's up it. in Cincinnati. We didn't have hockey near us. We didn't have hockey. I mean we we got the Blue Jackets. Probably not that when you compare the right. age of not these other not yeah. that long ago. So I didn't grow up with too much hockey. But uh, once in a while, i watch a Blackhawks game. That's where my family, a lot of them from mm-hmm. Chicago. And so I always think of hockey as this bold, uh, very robust sport. Right. There's a lot of hitting and fighting. So I think Lomperiosa would pair up great with that sport. I think it's a full body. It's a robust cigar. has a really good body to it. I think, I think uh, Lomperiosa would be a good, good pair up. I that. agree in the fact that I would definitely smoke this
1: while playing uh, NHL 18 on Xbox.
2: I also think
0: like that's, if it's that's cold out, this kind of warms you up. Oh yeah,
2: there you go. I like yeah. that. I like that. You know. So, like if, do you follow hockey at all?
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> so I'm a huge Devils fan. Uh, I actually played hockey.
2: For oh a wow! Bit. How'd you do? Um, shattered my knee cap in six. Oh, months there you go. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> first, first uh, game hockey professional game I ever saw was New Jersey Devils versus the Florida Panthers.
0: Was it Martin Brodeur in goal?
2: <sighs> you know what? This is probably six years ago, seven years ago. I was close. But it was interesting. I learned a lot by actually going to a game. I didn't know they had so many changes. Guys were jumping on and off. I had no go, idea. Going, oh, yeah.
0: going to a game is, is so much better than watching it. Yeah. Unless you're listening to Doc Emery. The
1: best game you can go I've been to three hockey games in my life, and two of them were uh, Islanders Rangers games at the Coliseum. Oh wow! It's it's I like it's, it's like intense. literally the Coliseum, It's like a gladiators because like even the stands, people were just fighting, just right. punches. You got to sit geez. back. You can't wear any jersey of any one team. Just sit back and just like
2: that's watch like it to, happen. That's like going to Philadelphia. It's you like can't. going to Philadelphia anytime. <laughs> time. It's, yeah. it's going but to it's Philadelphia. Just not even like for a sports kid, game. Like yeah, it's like like kids playing in the, yeah, in the yeah, field. You somebody's know?
1: cursing out your mother and somebody's getting stabbed. <laughs> um, next up, we have golf. This is I'm giving you this because this you're the golfer here.
2: Did you
0: watch the Masters? Are you a golf guy? Uh,
2: so I wasn't a golf guy recently. Okay. But when my father was alive, that was his sport. My mom was the one who dragged me to baseball as a kid. Right. My father would say, "Let's go hit some golf balls and let's watch some golf." And uh, I have a great love and appreciation for golf. Uh, Mike Connor's a, a guy who golfs a lot. I did watch um, the Masters, awesome. which was unbelievable, oh, amazing. Actually, I was on the plane, and you could they had the TV where you could, and I was watching oh, watching on the that's plane. Great. Um. When I used to golf with my father, smoked mild cigars. Oh, yeah. Because it was always, you need to concentrate on the game. You can't be concentrating on your cigars, what my father right. would always tell me. You need something so, that's low maintenance. luminosa, stays lit. Right. Lighter tobacco, a little smoother on the palate. Not going to mess your shot up. You know what I mean? It's exactly. not going to give you the, the, the dizzies. You know what I mean? I don't think
1: there was a bigger uh, gender divide in this country than the day Tiger Woods won. And every... Male sports fan was like crying and, so, and every woman's just like, you know huh.
0: you, you know what he did and I'm
1: like, yeah, he has had the greatest comeback story yeah. in
0: the history and, and, of golf and, and it was funny you talking about it, you're on the plane I was in my, in my living room and my kid keeps going doo-doo and he calls fighting Dory doo-doo uh-huh. I don't don't know why yes yes and the whole time doo-doo. I'm like tiger <laughs> we're No, no tiger. we're not and no this. way I changed it the only time. I've never changed TV for my kid
1: nor should you have I, right. No, no, not, not for that. Beautiful I wouldn't have
0: knowledge. told you that story if I changed the channel.
1: <laughs> oh, and I ended up
2: changing it. And I,
0: and I uh, missed the ending,
1: and that's yeah. why I'm married.
2: <laughs> but you know what's really interesting is what I thought was great was if you didn't watch it, to watch all the highlights afterwards, say how they clipped in him hugging his father. Yeah. After his oh, first, yeah, that was awesome. And then to see him hug his son. Yeah. I think as a father, I'm a father of two, uh, that was pretty neat to see that, man. You yeah. know, there's a lot of guys I've met, a lot of retired baseball players that luckily through this industry I've met. And a lot of them, their kids were just too young to enjoy their career. Right. And so to see a guy like um, Tiger, to be able to have that big win in his son, to be old enough to know what's going on, to right. understand, yep. <clears throat> there's a connection there that, that's got to be incredible. Definitely. You know? Yeah, he
1: hugged his son more times on video that day than my dad has ever hugged me. <laughs> like by, by a lot. By, by a lot. huge by, margin. a huge, yeah, huge Pretty margin. big margin. Huge margin. All right, now we're getting into one that I know a little more about. We're getting into football. Um, we're not going to discuss our teams today because uh, I don't have a team as of the draft.
0: I would like to know what his team is.
1: Oh no, we can talk about your team, but we're because mm. there's there's only one New York team now. Apparently, that's going to even do anything. Maybe the Jets will do something. The Giants are now what I consider a minor league football team. They're like the Canadian Football League. There you go. That's what they are because they, the they drafted. They drafted. Eli Manning lookalike contest <laughs> winner. <laughs> Some guy doing Eli Manning cosplay is now their starting quarterback.
2: Cosplay, I like but, that. But uh, what
1: uh, what's, what's your team that you follow?
2: So I watch less football than baseball. So baseball's always number one. But football, my mother's from Chicago. Oh, so Bears. She's a big Bears fan. Bears. Bears. So growing up, I never watched any Bengals from Cincinnati. Right. I was always not watching a Boomer or the Sison Bears. a guy, huh? No, I, I'm sure Boomer's a great guy, but <laughs> as a kid, <laughs> Try not you know, to I'm sure he's a fantastic guy. I listen, to him, I listen guy. to him every morning. But, I'm, but my, my mother, to this day, is a Bears fanatic. And uh, no joke, Just you talk about Walter Payton around my mom, and she'll shed a tear. <laughs> and so to me, though, Jericho Hill has this feel to it of this body and this just, you know, just something about Jericho Hill that just gives me this very kind of manly kind of, in your right. face yeah, kind I of, see you know, cigar. It's got kind of a, you know, Jericho Hill is a fictional town in a song. Um, Johnny Cash, right? Johnny Cash yeah. called Cocaine Blues. Mm. And uh, it just has, to me, a great story. It's kind of a, a, a you know, rebel kick-ass kick, kick right. ass kind of cigar. And so, to me, Jericho Hill, I think, would pair up really nice. See, I know
1: it was based on Johnny Cash and, like, you know, like, Southern tradition. Mm-hmm. But it also, it could be, like, a very bluesy, kind of Chicago-y yeah, Like, yeah. Jericho sounds like a blues song. Absolutely. That, like, B.B. King sang, and then he got a deep dish pizza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. a deep deep. Oh, we got to go. Mm. We're going this week. We got to go. Okay. Uh, lastly, we have uh, soccer. Um,
0: Which I'm going to let you take that over because I don't watch it. Watch I, I watch no, a little bit. I, I watch, watch a little I bit.
1: I watch. Uh, I don't watch any American soccer because that's that's just silly, silly nonsense. <laughs> World Cup,
0: I think, is the only thing, the only time I'll actually. Start. World Cup, I but, love see, World but Cup.
1: Champions League is is good because you I see, think it's a
0: time difference. I think it's the whole. It is. You know, it that's is. what that's what kills me. The
1: World Cup, I, I like Champions League better because you see, literally, the best teams playing each other. Where you know, I, I, let's say, you know, Liverpool or whoever, Barcelona might have you know, like the best team. But then, you know, only one of those guys is from Brazil, one of them's from Portugal, (laughs) one of them's from Spain, so they all go back. And so some of these national teams might only have one or two good people and everyone else stinks, but when you see the teams play, like, champions, like, you're seeing literally the best play the best, not a mixed mosh of, like, oh, there's two good guys on this team and only one on here. You're literally seeing the best teams play each other. Um, So Liverpool against Barcelona was, like, especially for a lot of my soccer friends, it was a big, big deal.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, Liverpool won, if if I remember correctly,
2: right? So are you a soccer fan? I do. I, I have a great appreciation for soccer. Yeah. I didn't because growing up in the United States, I didn't play soccer. I didn't know anything about That's soccer. A shame. What really got me into soccer was I went to a men's national game okay. for our, our national team. And the atmosphere was incredible. They played Mexico, was in Columbus, Ohio. From that day on, I really had a great appreciation for right. soccer. And I've been to several of the women's national team our Our women are the best in the world best in the world and so the women's um soccer is very interesting because in soccer a lot of the guys will get tripped up and they fall and they roll and you know the women the women don't No, the women get up and go yeah but so to me now i watched a little bit of the european stuff fulham was one because they had a lot of american players so i try to watch american players but now most american players are playing in mls it's so, getting bigger. So, yeah, yeah the Seattle Sounders yep, are like yep. you know, a big deal now. So, uh, I watched a lot of Columbus Crew. Right. Uh, they were the team of Ohio. But now, um, this year is the first year that Cincinnati has a team in the MLS. Oh, yeah? Yeah, called FC Cincinnati. And so, I'm getting a little more into soccer now, too, because now I have a kind of a hometown team to kind of, you know, to, to get right. behind. But um, I think La Carem pairs up really nice with soccer uh i don't know if it's i love smoking la Caram. you cut the grass you yeah. sit down light up la Caram. it just has these nice creamy notes and just i don't know that smell of grass and it reminds me of going to a, right. a, a soccer game it's they call it the like, pitch. it's like classy it's like it's like the like soccer is the
1: sport of gentlemen like yes. i feel like this la Caram is the cigar of gentlemen
0: yeah yeah you know you put your hand in your thing you know what you do i don't know if they're like if they didn't Fall the way they did. No, like, no, no, I'm not saying ball. I'm not I, saying, I, I, not I, I saying soccer players are gentlemen, but people oh, who like people watch yeah, soccer. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: You ever see like the like, coaches on the sidelines? They always have like
0: always have, Italian uh, suits, yeah. so, like nice ties. I just think of the fans that go on the field and punch players and all the yeah. Get hooligans. Yeah, that's that European that's, stuff. I yeah, I think
1: a, soccer is one of the best ga- uh, games to go see live. I agree because they don't have there's no commercial breaks like oh we got to stop now for this thing or a sideline interview. You get. Forty-five minutes of straight play, then a little break, and then forty-five minutes of straight play.
0: I really think the only thing that's best, you know, to not see live is football.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
0: because of the camera angles and the fast pace and the replays and things like that, and the cold weather. And yeah. you're usually uh, drunk from the tailgate, right? Yeah, usually,
2: all the time, all the time, every the time. Time. every. every
1: Even not during football season, I'm drunk from the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, awesome. So we're going into our final third. We really, I mean, we talked about the scar a little bit in the beginning. Um, we usually try to tell everybody listening what we're getting flavor notes, things mm. like that, and how it's how it's traveling throughout the cigar. So, you want me to go first? You, you go for it.
1: It has this... It's a, The only word I have to explain it is like a chewiness to it that I really uh-huh. enjoy. Like a beefy chewiness, good amount of spice, very well balanced. I like how I'm not a escuro wrapper, you get a little bit of spice and a little bit of chocolate. Not too much of any one, but a nice balance in there. But I like... I like a, a chewy, full-bodied cigar. And I don't, that's really the only word I had to describe it. Yeah. Um, do you kind of see what I mean? Yeah, I totally see what you mean. Yeah. That's why okay. I had you go first. Oh, so you can just take everything I said, and be just, like,
0: yeah, that's, it's chewy, it's yeah. delicious, it's smooth, it's spicy, and uh, I, you I love, my dress I love that wrapper. Copying I didn't mine. copy anything. I got the hat. <laughs>
1: so. um, yeah, go on.
0: No, I, I, I never had it before. So, you know, you can definitely get that spice right off the, off the bat, and then it smooth, you know, calms down a little bit and then you get the chocolateness from the wrapper and I like
2: it. To me, I I always, this cigar, the two words that come to my mind always is leather Mm-hmm. And dark chocolate. Yep. I guess leather and would be a, a more... Well, that's the chewy part. Yeah, the chewy yeah. part. I
1: mean, leather would be yeah. that. It's, nice it's,
2: it's a very leathery. And, and I'm not one of those guys that get crazy off the wall with the flavors. Oh, but I think the cigar is very prominent in leather and a very dark chocolate kind of yep. feel to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and I think the the balance of the cigar just has a, a really nice... It's. I would say strength medium plus, but it's a full-bodied cigar. Yeah. Body and strength are two completely different things. This is a very full-bodied cigar right. without being overly Literally potent, and strong. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And what you just
1: said brings me up to my little. I have a little rant. If we okay. going,
2: we're going to go on a rant. A little, sure. a little bit of a rant.
1: Uh, by the way, our rant you can rant it doesn't have to be cigar-related. It could be things that annoy you, sports, whatever. The but guy mine, in the car. Yeah, mine is cigar-related because you were saying I don't get too into the different flavors. I can't stand that. Oh, it's got it, it's it's got a little bit of burnt toast followed by hay, and then I'm like, what what is that? hay?
2: Cocoa puffs. Yeah, I got apple, a, I got a, I got a buttery cuts, pancake like,
1: syrupy taste. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I'm or not airplane. getting yeah or an airplane taste.
0: Um, yeah, I I can't stand that as well because that's the one thing about smoking cigars is that you know it's a cigar. It's it, it's one of those things where I don't don't level you know be level with me yeah when right. you start going yeah. crazy with flavor notes and things like that it, there's no like what did you have that day yeah like yeah, is that still yeah. stuck in your teeth like yeah. is that why you're getting you know that's it's that's my thought on if it.
2: you go down to the factories and the people that make these cigars the blenders the people that sort the tobacco you start getting into those funky flavors. They, they think you're crazy. Yeah, they think you're they stupid. They think you're probably. crazy. Yeah. I think there's definitely things you can point out. But when you get to like, oh, this has a fruity pebble, uh, right. you know, uh, imported butter from uh, from Europe. It has a, you know, just some crazy. You know, it's it, a little out there. For it's me. a it's a millennial
1: thing. I think it's the same reason why all the vape flavors are all. It's a it's a nostalgic, and we can't let our minds go of these simple things from our like, oh, yeah, it tastes just like Captain Crunch. It's yeah. like. No, you're a grown-up now. You don't need yeah. to taste Captain Crunch. Yep. There's like six or seven acceptable generic flavors for a cigar. There's like spicy, uh, rich, chocolatey, coffee, um, white, black pepper, leather, earth, cedar, cedar, yeah, yeah, wood, a little bit of wood. I think you
2: get a lot of nuttiness character, really nutty, almond, yeah. walnut. I'll tell you this quick little thing. I remember reading a book on cigars. It was, it was from the '90s. And the person who wrote the intro to the book uh, is talking about his love for cigars and how much he loves smoking cigars. And then at the end of the, uh, his article that he wrote, um, his intro to this book, he says, uh, and now I'm going to enjoy this. And it has a very um, a fruity and a very nutty, honey. He goes through all these flavor characteristics. And you're reading it going, oh, yeah. okay, here it he is, what right?" Need- but then at the end, he says... I'm gonna enjoy my uh, trail mix bar and then I'm gonna enjoy my cigar. That's awesome. So I, th- I always bring that up because I always think that's great. He just goes into all this and you go, oh, I mean, you're rolling your eyes. And right. then it, at the end, it's uh but that's ballsy because yeah. I'd stop reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm good. Yeah. So, but that was the intro to this book and I, I still have the book and uh, it's one of those old old cigar books. They had like a thousand of them published in the 90s oh, yeah. for the, all, the, all the boom. And, uh, but you I have thought it a dictionary. Do you ever have the cigar dictionary? Yeah, it absolutely. was literally,
1: it was like, the size of a regular dictionary. It, was, it would be every cigar. Pearlman's. 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 yeah. It would Pearlman's, be every yeah. cigar like available in every size like in um, the world on that in that year. Would it have like pictures? Like, no, it would, it would dic- just be like a dictionary. Like, like, what dictionary has how old not, are not you? Uh,
0: not a dictionary. dictionary. dictionary you read with dictionary? Uh, pictionary. You're talking about Pictionary. Yeah. No, when, isn't there some things where they have the book? Once and they, in a while, they, they have a got a, a little picture. picture or something. Yeah. It's a picture any, book? No. Maybe I read too many
1: You read too many kids' books that they got yeah. your problem. Well, this
2: book it literally would just, you'd say... You could just name a cigar, reading. and you could yeah. look it up and say, oh, okay, that's when it was released. That was yeah. the filler binder. These are the size. It was, it was pretty common back in the 90s, early 2000s. And then it just disappeared. The, the last
1: one I remember seeing was like 2012 or so. Yeah. That's kind of yeah.
2: when it went away.
1: Yeah. Uh, you have any, uh,
2: oh, Do you have any rants? Go. Any rants? Any rants? Um, my only rant is that uh, the Reds got to win more games. Yeah, tell me about it.
1: That's, that's a National League. That's a National League problem you guys got. We're well, doing okay over here.
2: Here's your thoughts, talking about
0: uh, being a National League guy. Do you want them to go DH? No. Thank no. you.
2: I, we, I believe they call the NL the senior circuit for a reason. And uh, I like traditional baseball. I like small ball. I like the old skills. Strategy. Strategy. And once in a while, we got a guy named Michael Lorenzen on the Reds. He's hit more home runs than like any pitcher in the last like 30 years. We've got a couple of pitchers on our team that can really hit. And I think strategy wise, I love it. And also, to be honest with you, I like how there's a divide because we're the only professional sport that has two, two leagues that have two two different, different rules. rules.
1: Right. Uh, like I told you yesterday, Gregory, I, just as a fan and as a guy who. I played base, kind of played baseball, but a baseball family. My brother and dad both played at the college level, very high level. Very nice. Um, I I like the DH here and then the pitchers. However, if somebody made me the GM tomorrow of the Mets, the I'm commissioner, like, we're yeah, the commissioner. I'm like, we're going DH all the way around because DH puts butts in seats. That's all you what care that's, about his money. No, when passion. you're the, yeah, well, you got to make money for the league. I mean, yeah, if I was, got to have passion.
2: If you don't have yeah. passion, people don't watch. What I do love though is the fact that if you are an NL player. And, you're, and, and you've spent your whole career in the NL, and you want to extend your career a little bit, you can go right over the American right. League and DH. Yeah. Um, who knows? I think in the next 20 years, pitchers won't be hit. I don't think so. I either. don't think so. I don't. Yeah. I think it will eventually change. But I don't think it will change in the next 5, 10 years. But I think in 20 years, pitchers will not be hit. It's such a specialized – uh, sport now right. that I don't think you're going to see that eventually.
1: It was cool. Like, uh, so I went to high school with um, Rick Porcello who's the pitcher on, oh. the, on the Red Sox. Yes. Now. He was a year yes. older than me. My brother played with him for a number of yeah. years. I think he um, was a Tiger for a while. He was, yeah, he, played for the, he got drafted by Detroit. Yeah. Um, I, the dude, he was amazing in high school. Like, he batted like 490 mm-hmm. and then he was an sh- uh, amazing shortstop and then you know, every f- four games he would pitch and he was just lights out. I would, I would have liked to have seen him go to the National League but the thing is, they're never going to be that great of hitters because they're just not going to get that amount of time at the plate. They're going to get at best, you know, one game out of every five or six. Um, and so it's like it's and then what are you going to go to the batting cage? You got to save your arms for for throwing. It's already hard enough yeah. to compete with batters nowadays. Well, you can't go out there and throw a thousand pitches but all the time. You got to look you know?
0: at the guy uh, Otani on the Angels. Otani is is uh, absolutely and now with him getting Tommy John, he's able to come back sooner because he hits. Oh, all right. So, so no. my
1: entire point just went in the toilet. Yeah, place. but at <laughs> the same time, the only
0: reason why he can hit is because he's in the American League. Yeah. If he's yeah. in the National League, there's no way. We
2: drafted back. a young guy out of California from a high school out there, Notre Dame. Um, his name is escaping me right now. But he's a young guy, and we drafted him, I want to say number one or number two, a few years ago. And Hunter he, Green? Hunter, Hunter Green. Oh, Hunter Green was absolutely a powerhouse with the bat right. and threw a hundred in he high school. He just got Tommy John. Just got Tommy John. And he, when we drafted him, the Reds told him, you're not hitting. Right. You're not, we draft you, you're not hitting. And yeah. so he had to constantly make that decision. Now, the weird thing is Michael Lorenzen, who is our, one of our pitchers. We are now, this year – um he we're actually putting him in as an outfielder once in a while so he can get more at bats because he's that good I mean, at
1: sometimes when you have a player who's just like a, a, a natural talent yep. like yep. all right yeah but guess what if you start slowing down your pitches a little bit you're good enough to still play in the outfield and hit like a monster mm-hmm. um that I, that's why I wish that happened with Rick In what they had an interleague game his first his rookie year and his pitching was okay he had, he's very he's very up and down in his pitching he won the Cy Young one year the next year he sucks yeah unfortunately but one year, I think they might have been playing the Reds. It was an interleague game at a, uh, at a National League park. And he went like three for four and drove in all four RBIs and yeah. won, they won like 4-2. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I do like to see that. However, if pitchers aren't going to be able to like work on their hitting so they actually contribute more, then I would rather not see them at all. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And then, dude, gotta get got to get some hitters in that game. Aaron Judge will always draw more seats than the best hitting pitcher. It's just how it is. And if I'm a commissioner, I'm a GM of a team, and I need to just peep asses in seats, I want Aaron Judge. But when
0: that pitcher pitched, like Jacob deGrom, you're going to see that stadium full.
1: How full is Citi Field?
0: More
2: full when deGrom's pitching. <laughs> more full. <laughs> Not full, but it is more full. <laughs> Listen, you can't use the Yankees are exception to the rule. Uh, We're an exception to a lot of I rules. I will tell you this. When Joe Torre was their manager, Joe Torre had family that lived in Cincinnati. Mm. So when he, Did he, he
1: play for the Reds in his in his career? I, I thought he did. Uh, he did.
2: I'm not quite sure if he did, but I'll tell you this. When he came to Cincinnati – He was a Cub.
1: He was a Cub. The cub.
2: He was a Yankee. He was a Cub. He was on several teams. Yeah, he wasn't the best player. But he – I will tell you, he – when he'd come to Cincinnati with the Yankees at in Interleague, it was unbelievable how they could sell out that ballpark, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, wherever the Yankees go, yep. it's amazing. That's, that's it why amazing.
1: I, I love going to see them at, at other parks. Because you're also – with the exception of maybe the Red Sox or – occasionally if you went to a a Phillies game, which they really don't play the Phillies that often, you're never alone as a Yankee fan seeing them play wherever they are. There's always Always enough Yankee fans that you're comfortable and you're not outnumbered. So, I, like I said, I, you should definitely – I mean, you're not a Yankee fan, but seeing them at Camden Yards is the best because i getting, went to
0: I went to when the Mets played Camden Yards. I went They played a three-game series. I saw two out of the three games. I, I actually stayed stay. for another night with my buddy nice. to go see – we went back-to-back days. I will
1: say Citi Field is way better than Yankee Stadium. I like Citi Field way, way better. better Food's better. The stadium just looks nicer. The outfield is much deeper, which well, doesn't matter when you don't have home run. It hitters, doesn't but. matter at all. <laughs> uh, but this was, I think – Top podcast for us out of all three. This is definitely number one. We need more guests. We need more guests. We need more guests like Miguel. We need more Well,
2: Gentlemen, I I love this. I love this. I think it's fantastic what you guys are doing, and thank you guys for having me as a guest and be able to talk about Crown Heads. You know, we have a a saying, carve your own path, C-Y-O-P. Crown Heads is really about trying to do your own thing. When everyone goes right, go left. When everyone goes left, go right. It's really about um, have fun with cigars. Enjoy cigars. Don't overthink it. Just... Find a that you love. Explore the industry. And uh, as long as we have new generation of cigar smokers, we'll keep this industry going. And um, and uh, with you guys doing what you do, getting the word out to everybody, that's great, man. We can't do what we do without you guys. We all need each other. And, and you know, cheers to you guys and what you Appreciate guys it. do. And
0: uh, make sure to go to JRcigars.com. Go to JRcigars.com for, com crown for crown a head. whole array crown crown heads, of crown heads. Cigars. Um, Check out and that keep Black keep Dog. The Black Dog, absolutely. Dog. Check that out. Black
1: off. Dog, uh i trying to think of my favorite size of it and it's escaping me right now. Exclusive. But, it to JR. It is exclusive. And I also think it's quite chewy in a very, in a, in a very similar manner to the La Imperiosa. So, so you like La Imperiosa? Crownheads Black Dog. I had one of my coolest pictures I ever took for Instagram was the black dog on the back of an original release Led Zeppelin 4 album that my roommate has, still in the plastic. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he was very mad nice. that took it off the shelf.
2: But uh Miguel, he's, he's been the back with scratch records yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, DJ Nicky's. That's what they call me. <laughs> uh, Miguel, thank you so, so much. And for all the nice things you. you said. Thank and you. the array of cigars that you uh, that you sent here. They will definitely not go to waste. 100%. <laughs> but uh, guys, keep checking us out. Long Ash Podcast. Uh, we'll be getting on iTunes within the next... I don't know who I'm looking at. Uh, we'll be getting on iTunes within the next week, uh, week or so. So a lot of cool contests coming up. Also, you see this video on YouTube. Leave a cool comment. Maybe we'll send you a Crown Headset. Don't make it dirty, though. We don't, we don't play like that. We don't play like
0: Maybe that. Maybe think of an idea for the show. And yeah, you, and we,
1: we use your idea. You get a Crown Heads hat, all right? Miguel's going to deliver it to you personally with lunch, all right? So send us your address, and we'll send Miguel there.
2: He's looking uh, at you like, absolutely not. you got a great idea. <laughs> one of these podcasts, you guys got to try to, like, roll a cigar, see who can roll one better. Uh really
1: quick story. My first and only time in the DR, I went to the Tabacalera de Garcia, the Altanist oh, factory. Incredible. And they had uh, a rolling contest, and this is uh, two thousand. 13 um so the monty epic had just come out and that was like the first big like yep. full body Monte Cristo. Yep, it was yep. medium but it was the you know yeah and whoever won the rolling contest got a whole box on them themselves um so everyone is teamed up with a roller and they're all doing so my roller happened to be the daughter of the the woman who comes and does the rolling like we filmed her like, yes. she's like their yep. master um, yep, roller. Yep. her daughter was my partner and i'm like listen you just do it and then you just tell them well, you already that I'm, that so I'm really good. I don't know why you're whispering. He's getting this off his chest. Because yeah. <laughs> it's been bothering me for eight years, so. or however long it's been. So she just, like, rolled them all, and I come up with, like, the instructor Conf- would come look, and I'm just, like, <laughs>
2: no, I'm going like this,
1: and I'm like, like, oh, man, look at this. And then she rolled them all, and I won, like, by A landslide because <laughs> everyone else, the best like second place was still garbage.
0: Like, because it was kind of like what the video guys do here for you when you do all the videos, we do all the legwork and you just sit there. First of all, literally,
1: libretti almost
2: got a job offer at the end of that. They're like, You, yeah, you want to move like, down I'm here? Like, no, I wanted to. Do, I was like, Jim, <laughs> one Brown. and like, done, I gotta, I, one and done, baby. Walking here's away, my, here's my platinum, <laughs> <out> <laughs> and then <laughs> <and>
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna retire into a mansion. There you go. But well, Miguel, then. thanks again, guys. Keep goes. watching jrcigars.com and make sure you're buying all your crown heads right here at Cigars. Thanks again for watching. Thank you, guys. We'll